The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Uh, tomorrow marks one year since cannabis became legal in Canada. And a new survey released just hours ago says nearly 6 in 10 Canadians aged 19 and over believe cannabis is more socially acceptable since legalization. Uh, the highest levels of acceptance are in Alberta and Nova Scotia at 67%. Alberta has seen $145 million in legal cannabis sales since legalization and is home to the most cannabis stores in the country. Of course, you know, we've uh, we've heard about it. We've been talking about it. Edibles become legal tomorrow in Canada. And with a look back at the past year, we're joined by Alana Sokic, uh, Senior Consultant and Head of the Cannabis Division at Global Public Affairs. Alana, welcome to the show. Hi, well, thank you for, for having me. Yeah, your thoughts on uh, cannabis one year after legalization. Uh, you take a look back across the country, how things have rolled out, where things are today. What, what do you think about what's happened and what you've seen? So that's very interesting. I like to look, and it's been said, that legalization is a process, not an event. And I think the one-year anniversary marks uh, a very important juncture in that process. Um, We're continuing to see more access points for retail stores, um, increased consumer understanding, and stigma reduction. Um, But that's to say we, we have a long way to go. A long way to go. Let's talk about a few of those. I just mentioned in Alberta that uh, we have, uh, I think, uh, the highest oh, knew, the highest number of stores uh, in the country. I think, uh, what is it, uh, Al- uh, Ontario only has 23. I was talking to my mom. She was in from uh, Ontario visiting over the weekend. Uh, she was saying that she didn't even believe that in Ontario, or not in Ontario, sorry, Sault Ste. Marie, that they even had a, a legal cannabis store yet. We've seen some provinces do it really well. We've seen others lag behind. If you were to focus in on, I guess Alberta would be one of those doing it really well. When it comes to more brick and mortar stores, what else needs to be done? How can we, or how can how can it be improved across the country? I think we need increased consumer and uh, citizen education. Um, A lot of that is limited by the marketing and promotion prohibition set by Health Canada on what licensed producers of cannabis can and cannot communicate. Um, There are allowances for in-store and point-of-purchase promotion, um, but a lot of the educational pieces are wrapped uh, under those promotional prohibitions and and really limit uh, what we can and cannot educate the canna-curious and the current cannabis users about. Um, so I think when we talk about what more needs to be done, that's that's a big chunk of it for me, um, purely because of my place in the industry and working in the sector. I've become a de facto resource for friends and family who are curious about what's on the market now and what's to come. So I would say that's that's an area of improvement for sure. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, even in, in my family, and and we're certainly not experts in any way, but I've been finding, you know, so for example, my you know, my my stepfather was really sick last year. His doctor suggested maybe some
some CBD oil, uh, looking at, at that way. Next thing you know, my mom at 70 plus years of age is trying to find out information and, 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 and it was a bit of a, a bit of a struggle not knowing where to turn to, not knowing, uh, where to find the information that, that she could believe. So she was turning to, yeah, friends and family. Alana, I'm going to give her your phone number after this interview. (laughs) (laughs) Please do. (laughs) Um, You know, yeah, and and that's one of those, one of those big ones. And, you know, you talk about the stigma around it being reduced, and I had mentioned it off the top of this show. Still a long way to go, but people, uh, while I think they're, they're getting more comfortable talking about it. Um, yeah, there is a long way to go on that front, isn't there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's very interesting even. Um, one thing we've seen, uh, at least from an industry criticism, um, is that there will be these cannabis events and celebrations and panels and, and talking about the sector and everything like that, as, as is, you know, normal for any industry, I would think. Um, but there's still a lot of stigma and prohibitions on places to consume. So you'll have a cannabis event where the cannabis community will come out to, but you can't consume cannabis at the event or in and around the event. So I think there's there's still stigma reduction efforts that certainly need to happen, and I think the cannabis community can certainly do a better job of reaching those outside of their bubble um, in an approachable, fact-based, and relatable way. Are, are you surprised at uh, the amount of money that has been generated by uh, cannabis sales, or are you looking at it going, boy, we still have a long way to go, we can do a lot more? A little bit of both, I would say. I'm going to uh, give a bit of an on-the-fence answer on this one because um, Statistics Canada routinely, or at least quarterly, publishes um, a national cannabis survey, and in that they look at illicit market reduction and how much of a chunk um, is the legal market really taking from the black market. And um, the statistics are encouraging, and I think given all the prohibitions set by Health Canada, like we've talked about in terms of marketing and and promotions and reaching those new audiences and trying to encourage consumers to purchase from legal channels. Um, You know, the statistics reflect that, but I think we certainly do have a long way to go. And I think, you know, as you noted, the new product forms like edibles and topicals and uh, concentrates coming online, uh, you know, obviously tomorrow, but obviously won't be on shelves until Mm -hmm. December, January at the least. Um, I think those will encourage, you know, again, the cannabis-curious consumers and continue to eat away um, at that illicit market uh, for sure. Um, Certainly for people who prefer not to smoke their cannabis, you know, it's a a palatable alternative. Um, So so to summarize, I would say, yes, encouraging, but, you know, we can do better. Do you you think that Canada is... And again, I was going to say, do you think Canadians are prepared for this next step, the the the, the legal the, the edibles uh, branch of uh, the the cannabis industry? Um, and and I, and I asked that, and I I almost want to pull it back because I can remember we were all talking about you know leading into October seventeenth of last year, and it was almost like the sky was going to fall, and you know all hell was going to break loose yeah. on on the on the roads, and you know all of this sort of sort of thing. But and I, I'm wondering though about uh, when it comes to edibles, though, because I think that edibles are going to be um, quite popular, as you touched on. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, certainly. I think I think Canadians are certainly ready for it. Um, if you look at statistics from the listed market, there's certainly a demand for these products. Um, and I think, you know, again, there needs to be that education piece. In the industry, we often say with edibles, you know, start low with a low dose mm-hmm. and go slow. You know, don't eat the whole serving at one time. Um, so I think that that really needs to happen to ensure, uh, you know, harm reduction and that there's a certain level of comfort with these new product forms. Um, but if we're being frank, a lot of the people who will be purchasing these products have already had these products. Um, but, you know, now they will be legal, regulated, tested, and quality controlled. Um, so I think Canadians are ready. Uh, Alana Sokic joining me this afternoon with the um, the Cannabis Division at Global Public Affairs Senior Consultant there. I'm going to ask you to kind of take a look into your uh, into your crystal ball, Alana. Where do you think, you know, a year tomorrow, uh, what is what is uh, cannabis in Canada, Canada going to look like? Certainly. Uh, well, I think we're, we're certainly going to have more access points. I think when we revisit statistics from an, a year, you know, now to a year mm-hmm. from now, um, I think we'll see an increased chunk of the illicit market, uh, you know, being eaten away by the new legal regulated market. Um, I think we will have more of a public conversation on cannabis consumption. I think we'll see it more frequently in our own social lives. Um, you know, I have an acquaintance who he's a middle-aged father of two young children, and he much prefers to have cannabis on a night out than, you know, have alcohol and, and risk the hangover the next day, if I'm being honest. So I think we're going to see it more in social settings, that increased acceptance, more access points. Um, unfortunately, the marketing and, and promotion prohibitions will likely still be in place, um, which will limit uh, some of those efforts. But, um, you know, the industry will push on and, and continue to uh, convert consumers to legal channels and uh, work to establish a, a truly su- successful homegrown industry here in Canada, and no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be interesting, too, I, I think, as well on a kind of a whole different part of this is to see where the stocks uh, are, uh, people's investments are a year from now. I mean, uh, two years ago when people started investing, and I don't know if you can address this uh, at all, but looking at uh, a lot of the articles I've been reading about investing in, in the cannabis uh, business when it comes to buying shares and just that roller coaster ride and what that looks like a year from now for for those of you. I, I have listeners that have invested tens of thousands of dollars into the cannabis industry um, with different companies and some of them doing well others now going what the hell have I done so I think that's that's been a that's a whole other arm of this that's been interesting to watch 100 percent and as I always like to say you know I, I like to stick to my lane and the investing piece is not necessarily <laughs> in that but I will say that um, the, the the current issue with the stocks is due to uh, poor corporate governance mm. uh, in the sector um, which which can be seen perhaps most uh, infamously with can trust mm. um, and that had an effect on on the entire sector and I think when we when we talk about a year 
from now and where the stocks will be. I think the industry as a whole um, has to do a very thorough trust-building exercise with investors and the public and government to say, you know, that that was an exception to the rule, what happened there. We we are committed to, to you know, building a responsible and compliant industry, and, you know, we're showing you now. Alana, thank you for so much for your time this afternoon. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you.